Oh, welcome, Craig. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ashy Knuckles podcast. This is a podcast for MMA fans by MMA fans. So whether you are a seasoned veteran, somewhere in between, or a filthy casual, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brian Breakdown Woods. I'm joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mosey, and I like to watch fights. And this is the other co-host. I'm Marky G. I just like to chill and drink beers and watch people beat the shit out of each other, to be honest. We got two guests in the house. We got my boy, Brian Manimal. Say, what's up, Brian? What's up, guys? Uh, you know, I love watching fights occasionally. <laughs> when I was younger, I would have to fight as well. So I like to critique people, you know, bob and weave, this and that, have a beer as well. <laughs> I have witnessed these things. We also, got my, <laughs> we also have my other boy, RJ. What's up, man? Talk to him. Yo, yo, I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. And I like fights. Yeah. <laughs> man, we all do. We all love fights, man. That's what we're all here for. Um, today's episode, uh, this is episode two. We're gonna be talking about UFC 259, previewing uh this weekend's loaded card. Um, they got three titles on the line. So we got some juicy predictions, we got some hot takes. Um, we're gonna get right into it. So uh Mosey. What you think, man? Um, who, uh, who do you like? Let's start. Let's start off with uh, Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Who you got? Ooh, that's a good one. Stylistically, great fight. Really great. Oh wait, wait, we're gonna, break it down. we're gonna break it down after the fight. I'm after favoring Aljamain. Let's get right into the predictions. Oh, predictions. Uh, oh, yeah. let me go with uh, all three. Aljamain. Okay. I changed my mind from the other day. Oh shit, he's sober now. With- I'm going with Champ Champ. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, he, the whiskey was talking me into to something strange. Mm-hmm. She's pretty tall, though. I saw her. Six feet early. tall. And then, of course, Style Bender. All right. All right. Mark, what you think, bro? For the first fight, Alderman all the way. It's going to be all a right. close one, but I think Alderman's going to pull it out. Uh, right. For Nunez. And Anderson, I'm going to have to go with double champ, too. She's the GOAT. Hard to bet against her. You know, she she took out Cyborg, the GOAT of that division. So, God, just go with it. And then the main event, I want to say Polish power just because I like his demeanor. But, you know, Stylebender's got it. Uh, I think we got the first, the very first clean sweep in picks because um, I'm I'm matching all y'all energy. I'm taking Funkmaster, aka uh, Fro Daddy. I think he's gonna take it down, man. Um, Ian's game. It's just gonna be um way too big of a gap. So because that's this week. There's Go no. Ahead. 
No discrepancy. Um, so, Madam, so, go ahead. So, what's your predictions? Let's get y'all predictions. What's up, Brian? Adesanya is probably just gonna uh, outstyle this dude just like he always does. Like he's he's kind of like uh, what I used to look forward to watching Anderson Silva just being surgical, you know, picking picking him apart. You know, he'll 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 start he'll find something and start picking it apart. That doesn't sound like a filthy casual at all. Um, what's up, man? Yo, yo, RJ, what you think? All right, um, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sterling on this one because. He just got a second-degree black belt of, of Matt Serra and Peter Young. It's a blue belt, and I think it's going to go to the ground sooner or later, so I'm going to go with Sterling on that one. Um, I'm going to go with the underdog this time. I'm going to go with Megan Anderson. Um, we got a lone wolf. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I like, I've, always, I've always been an underdog guy, and okay. I'm going to go with Megan. I feel like if she makes a mistake, Amanda Nunes is going to knock her out. You know what I'm saying? She can't make no mistakes. But mm -hmm. I have a feeling that she might be able to punch her once and knock her out. But Wait, wait. Who might be able to punch has. her once? Um, uh, Megan. I think Megan can punch Amanda. She has enough power to knock her out. Oh, I really? Think she does. Okay. I think she does. Okay. And, All right. That's a prediction. I'm, yeah. That's, that's prediction. Yeah, hope, I don't think – in my heart, I think Amanda Nunes is going to win. But I'm going to go for Megan Anderson on this one, and then on the um, on the main event, I'm going to go with Izzy on this one. But people can't sleep on Jan because he has that Polish power, and it only takes one from him. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, look what he did to Luke Rockhold. I mean, stepping back, left hook, and that was, and it was it. You know what I'm saying? He definitely he definitely got he definitely got Luke Rockhold. Um, yeah. so I'm a, I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump right in. Um, and break down and start we're gonna start with um the bantamweight title bout um featuring the champion peter yan he's going against number one ranked aljermaine sterling right now the vegas odds is minus 110 each so this is a pick em. so you can basically flip a coin heads you win tails you win because both boy they both completely even and as far as vegas is concerned uh i like like for for reasons that rj mentioned Aljamain's jiu-jitsu game is amazing. I think that um, he's able to backpack most guys. And what I mean by that is he's able to take people's back, ride it out, and be able to get a finish. Showed um, it last fight. He, he has been stopped in the UFC. He, uh, Aljamain has with strikes. Um, however, he's been on a, he's on a three or four fight win streak currently, and he's looked damn good in that. That's the reason I picked it. The reason I picked Aljamain in this bout is because I do believe this is going to be a grapple heavy event, given that they're in a smaller cage on Fight Island. There's not much space to. This is Fight Island, right? Vegas. They're in Vegas? Vegas. Oh, yeah. oh, Lord, I got to change my picks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, the cage is smaller at Vegas. It's, it's still a small, mm -hmm. smaller cage. Okay. So I think it's done. normal when it's in uh, Fight Island. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. 
So yeah, I had I guess I had the, cool. I had the venues crossed up, but I had the cage right. Um, yeah, I just I think Peter I think Peter has a ton of power. His boxing is excellent. He has that um, new school Lomachenko um, Triple G Eastern European style footwork with his boxing, and he's really aggressive. So he's he's proven it. I mean, that's why he's a champion. The things he did to get the championship was pretty fucking good. I want a lot of money on this kid, so I'm like, yo, I, it's hard for me to pick against him. And in this flip, I'm just taking the better grappler. And I, I think it's um like I said, smaller cage. I think Aljamain is going to be able to get it done. What's up, Mo? I'm going with third round submission, Aljamain. Deep third okay. round. I don't see I don't see him getting uh tied up in the first round with him like how he did with Sanhagen. I don't see that happening. Okay. Okay. This Russian dude up. I believe he's where is he training at with uh he's in, he's in Coconut Creek. He's down south, right? In Florida? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was some killers. Uh, he's bro. training with Amer- he's 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 training with American <laughs> top team right now. But the <laughs> thing is, this is what this is what got me that's the reason why I'm picking Funkmaster is because he trained for seven, seven, um, Peter Yan trained seven, eight years with um, Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand. I mean, that shows you right there, like there's, there's grappling there, but there's not really grappling there. I mean, listen to the school name, you know what I'm saying? Muay Thai, you know, it's Tiger Muay Thai. And I feel like he's gonna get taken down. I mean, I know he's from Russia and I know the Russians, I know they're good wrestlers, but I just think that Funkmaster just, I think he just, I think overall is going to be better on the ground. You know what I'm saying? He was well, a wrestler. I remember he went to Brazil to train too. He was training mm-hmm. with Aldo in Brazil for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yep. He was in, and he, he put, he talk he put about in, fact, Aldo bodied him in that, in that training. And that's why he got so much better. And you saw what he did to Aldo in the UFC. So yeah, he didn't forget. He didn't forget. Nope. He, he didn't forget. That boy, that was a lesson learned. That boy said it's not a lot. Yeah, but Aldo was winning the and Aldo was winning some of those rounds though. Yeah, but Peter was uh he you saw won. the end result though. <laughs> Peter won the fight for sure. <laughs> so Mark, <laughs> what's your Mark, what's your take on this though? What do you how do you see this going down? How do you see this Bantam weight title fight going down between Peter Yan and uh Aljamain? And what's your prediction for the finish? Personally, I think this is actually gonna go the distance. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think I think Aljo is just going to confuse Peter Yan and stay on the outside, kind of mix up his takedown attempts with his actual striking, his kick-heavy striking game, and just confuse him and take the decision win. I think it's going to be a unanimous decision for Aljamain. Because you got to remember, we want to talk about the the black belts and everything, but Peter Yan's takedown defense is eighty-seven percent. Yeah, and Aljamain's takedown accuracy is only about twenty nine. I it, that's what that's what uh, I was I was saving kind of my the best take for last or whatever. Not the best take of this of what you guys said, but my best take. And I I see these guys as like they is they're both pressure fighters. Aljamain comes out like a fucking bat out of hell. He's throwing kicks from all kind of crazy angles, which is why he gets the funk master name. He's, he's going to come out there crazy, and Peter does not take step back. Peter, I'm sorry. He doesn't take steps backwards. So they're going to fucking just collide into each other. And usually when you have that um, stop, that, that clash of styles, both fighters are aware of that in training camp. So it's, I think it's really going to be come down to it, uh, being a chess match. 
I think Aljamain is going to outpoint Peter by keeping him on his back, keeping him pressured, and keeping him fighting off takedowns. And I I have it the same as Mark. I got um, Aljamain winning the uh, unanimous, unanimous decision and new belt bantamweight. It's it's kind of it's kind of scary about uh, um, Sterling is because the last time that he tried to take somebody down, he got knocked out with Marlon, you know, and it's kind of scary because when he shoots in, when that's he not true. In, he the last time he tried to take somebody down was Corey Sandhagen, and he choked him out. Well, I'm talking about the last time he lost. Oh and yeah, no, no, he, you, you yeah, he got, he got Peter Young. Peter Young is way better than Marlon Moraes when it comes to kickboxing. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, he's a well, champion. He's a for champion, a bro. Peter's a yeah, champion. He's so definitely, he's the top of the. He's as, as that's high as the reason get. why it's kind of scary to bet against Peter Young because if you really watch him, he he really knows his distance. And if he shoots in the wrong way and he sees an opening, that's that's a knee right there. That's a flying knee. Or and Aljamain's been knocked out by a knee. You know, it's shown already, and he was out. True. Well, the, the, difference those, the difference in those two matchups, though, is um the. The height and reach advantage for Aljamain versus well, you mentioned Marlon Moraes, the fight that he got knocked out. They were even or closer in reach. Aljamain has the reach advantage in this in this is this matchup, so he's going to be able, especially as far as like leg reach. That's one thing that we don't account for a lot when we talk about fights. Everyone measures your arm reach and they go, okay, well this guy has you know John Jones has the legendary eighty four and a half inch reach arm length. But um, no one talks about leg reach. Aljamain Sterling has a huge leg reach advantage in this fight, so he'll be able to be able to string together takedowns off of kicks, whether it be push kicks from the front, high head kicks. Because once you throw those techniques, um, Peter Yan, being a Muay Thai expert, he's gonna be have to defend them. So once he throws, once Aljamain throws these techniques at him, and you if you watch any Aljamain or any film on Aljamain, you see he comes out super aggressive with kicks because he knows that. At bantamweight, he has a huge leg reach advantage over most opponents. So he he since that actually that's a good point you brought up because it was since that Marlon Moraes fight that he takes this approach. He sets his takedowns up after kicks because once you get the guy committed to blocking, then you can engage grappling. That's a good point though, bro. Yeah, but it's going to be. I I I think Mark is right. I think it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder to take him down than it's. I I believe it's gonna, it might go five rounds, but you never know. We thought that when he fought Sanhagen, everybody thought it was going to go five rounds, and it was what forty two minutes, and he choked hey, once him he out. Your, so, he's a black belt, so once he gets your back, dog, so that's a wrap. And Aljamain's a top tier wrestler. It's like once he gets on top of you, you're not. He's not. He doesn't. He can't call him the backpack, bro. <laughs> he once he gets there, yeah. it's a wrap, bro. Um, we can move on though. So we got we got. A good, a good amount of takes from this one. Let's move on to the with the women's featherweight title bout. Um, yes, Moji, what's up? That should be. If you're drinking whiskey, <laughs> you're definitely going with Anderson. But if you're not, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, why do you say that? Why do you say if you're drinking whiskey? Because like, look, I'm looking I had, at this. I had a change of uh, heart yesterday. So you wait, you because you were drinking whiskey yesterday, right? Yes. All right, so to give to give um, everyone who is who's not familiar with these names, currently Amanda Nunes is the the, the women's featherweight champion. Um, she's a heavy favorite coming into this fight. Um, Vegas has her currently she uh, is, bro, at nine o'clock. Minus one thousand. At nine twenty. Minus one thousand, bro. That's crazy. 
No, 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 no. She's yeah, she's minus twelve fifty. So if you're oh. not a betting person, what that means is she's almost twelve to one. She's almost I mean, almost thirteen to one favorite. Oh yes. If you bet Megan Anderson, Megan Anderson is coming in at plus seven fifty. If you bet a hundred dollars on Megan Anderson, you'll take home eight fifty. Cha-ching. Hey, Mo. Mosey, the reason why Mosey is picking her, if you're drinking whiskey, is because, you know, he likes girls with tattoos, you know what I'm saying? He just doesn't want to admit it. He loves girls. He loves girls with tattoos. You know what I'm saying? So, that's uh, the reason yeah. why he's picking her, you know? No, I was giving her the, uh, the, the chance with, she's got some reach. She's got some decent power. She might be able to pull off the upset. She might be able to kick her in the eye and the toe might work and cause a stoppage <laughs> like she did with the other girl. Way. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's, Mosey, she's done that before. Mosey, you're, you're absolutely right, Mo, but the only thing that does scare me is you got to understand what, what Holly Holmes did to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what Holly Holmes did to her? You know, Nunes is way... What uh, Holly Holmes did to uh, Anderson. Anderson? Okay. To Anderson, yeah. The first fight. Her first fight there. But the thing that's scary is Nunes, she is also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. You know what I'm saying? So she's taking people like that Muay Thai girl that she took down on, on the ground, that tall Muay Thai girl. And look what happened. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully she can just, hopefully Anderson can just back up, you know, don't get hit, and she can win. She's not fast, though. That's the only thing that scares me. She's so slow. Um, Anderson's so Megan Anderson's so slow when she throws her punches. She's so long and slow. Well, she kind of she kind of reminds there's, me. There's of a reason for that, though. You know, you understand why she her fighting style is that way, right? She's not. She's Megan Anderson is six feet tall. She's really I know, I know. tall. She's a really tall woman, and she's a really tall fighter for this division. She's six matter. foot one. She has seventy two inch arm reach and and forty three inch leg reach. Compared to the champion, nine inch and forty one inch. Her, so, legs are her legs are actually longer than uh, Stacy Keebler's. Cyborg is a man, <laughs> right? And she beat so is Cyborg, Nunes, bro. So is Nunes. And she beat Cyborg, dude. Like I, I'm just gonna say, yeah, she it, beat the shot of Cyborg. Yeah, hey, that's, that's, that's all. I, that's all I have to say. That's all I'm gonna go on, dude. That's the the only. That's the only uh, information I need to go for this fight. Yeah, and but, I'm, uh, Mark, you got to take Amanda, But Amanda Nunes lost to uh, Katsunganu, though. So you can't... That's a and she had a, and, and you had a, also, she had a war two times with Shevchenko. Yeah, but MMA Shevchenko don't do that, though. Is, MMA yeah, math doesn't work. work. Yeah, it MMA don't work. math yeah. don't work like you're that. You're right, you're right. So, uh, Mark, Mark, what's your take, man? I mean, honestly, Megan Anderson... I like the girl. I think she could be a competitor in a 145 division if there actually was one. But it's just <laughs> Amanda Nunes is just too good. She's too slow. She's too clunky with her movement. She's still learning. Yep. She just she doesn't have really the competition to progress the way that she needs to. You so, saying she, when you say she, you mean Megan's too slow, right? Yeah, Megan's too slow. Megan's okay, okay. too She's slow. Way- Amanda's just going to kind of jump on the inside and piece her up, probably go for a takedown. I don't know. I I honestly think that Amanda's probably just going to stay on the feet and just piece her up. 
when I when I was breaking this one down, I I look I try to find every fucking reason to justify putting my hard earned money on Megan Anderson. I tried, bro. I looked at every, I looked at every possible stat to give me an edge. The only thing that I can see from Megan is there's two things about her game that I like that I might put a couple dollars on her, bro, just to see. Because, like, look, she does have reach in both the leg reach department and the uh, arm reach department, and she uses it. She uses it in her box, and she has a really good jab. She has a really good right hand, and she's really good at utilizing that distance. No, she's not explosive. She's not the kind of person that's going to overwhelm you with volume on any no, of that. She, yeah. She's going to keep you on the outside and use her limbs. And she's good at that. She she definitely keeps people at the end of her punches. And that's underrated, especially against someone like Nunez, who's coming off two things. Nunez has a long layoff, and she just had a kid. Wait a minute. She's had, yeah. She isn't the only one with a long layoff. Megan Anderson had a long, long layoff. Really mm-hmm. a solid year. Yes, that's, that's, but this is what look. I'm I'm playing. I'm obviously trying to find a justification for people to, tr- to put some money on this. I <laughs> I picked. I'm picking. So if you Nunez. put so so but, fine. So if you put five hundred dollars down on Megan Anderson, how much do you win? Oh, buddy. Let's say you put five hundred. Uh, okay, you're gonna you're looking to know, win I, right now. She's a I, right now she's a seven to one ish favorite. Yeah, so it's like 3,500, bro. Huh? 35. That's how much? About 3,500. 3, oh, dang. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what, bro. Trust me, I've been, I was digging. I was trying to find a reason to pick her. And I might just do it, man, to be fair. Because, like, look, playing the odds, man. I don't care how dominant you are. Once those, once you get in the cage, anything can happen, especially in the women's division, because they're wild, bro. And the Amanda the wild, is the wildest. She's she's wild, bro. She comes forward and she with reckless abandon, and she can be hit and she can be caught. And Megan's yep. not wild. She while she's not slow or I mean, while she's not explosive and fast, or she doesn't have awesome technical movement. She does have really good boxing skills. She uses her jab and she uses her right hand. So she can't. Megan can have a chance in this. I don't think. Like I think that the the numbers are kind of warranted. I would, I mean, if the numbers were closer, I wouldn't even think about picking Megan Anderson. Bro. But what about the what about the the jitters? You don't think she might get like the spotlight jitters? I think like I'm gonna agree with Mark and say it's gonna be business as usual. Okay, <laughs> and, that, and that's fair. It, it, listen, it's it's fair to assume that, bro. Because like, look, when you watch Amanda, bro, she is she is very workmanlike. When she get in there, she don't play around. She coming in. She comes there to take. What you got? Hey, Brian, and that's change. Change. One, 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 she don't play. Hey, Brian, the reason why the reason why I feel like Amanda could be knocked out was because when Jermaine Durandamy, I think that's her name or something. Yeah, Muay Thai girl. You remember mm-hmm. when she hit her with she hit her one time and it rocked her and it took her down. You remember that? I do. And she got tired after the third round. If I if I it was it might be the third round or the fourth round, and she was super 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 tired. And I was like. Wait, Durandamy can actually beat Amanda Nunes right now, and it just she could have had kept a taking her down. Camp. She could have had a terrible camp. You don't know what kind. You know, yeah. fighters have different fights every time too because they prepare differently. So you don't know. Uh, you know, the fighter could have a terrible uh, or they could not train at all, like uh, you know, Jones. So you never know. Each each fight is different right. for a fighter. You don't really want to go. 
like Brian's right. What Brian's what what, what um, Animal's saying is you don't want to use MMA math to make a decision on the on the future. Yeah, especially when it's two different competitors. This is a whole different thing she's facing. Um, with with Megan, the one thing about her is she's not afraid, bro. She's not. Yeah, she doesn't see right. Amanda as like, oh, this is the champion, <laughs> this is the lioness. She's a girl that beats Cyborg. She doesn't see that. She sees this as an opportunity to further her name, create a legacy, and become champion. And that's what she's faced with. Now, look, I think that I I pick Nunez straight up. If someone straight up, who you think's gonna win? I'm picking Nunez, but. For betting purposes, it, it's enticing, bro, to kind of dangle the, the Megan panties a little bit. Cause like, look, she's seven to one. You're getting seven to one. It's and this they this is two human beings. Anything those odds don't come around too often either. They, they do. They do not. No. Not in a championship fight. Nope. Um. The only, but the only person that I think that can even beat Amanda Nunes is Sevchenko. That's the only person that I see. A, a person that's actually that will give her competition right now because you can see amanda nunes kind of like it's like you can tell that she's human right now like after her last couple of fights like you can tell she's human she could like like gerandomy you know what i'm saying like you can tell she was human there like she well, even said oh. it she was like if you want but if you and then you see shevchenko she just keeps going up and up like the way she fights she looks good in every fight except that last fight she did. I mean, I heard she was hurt, but I feel like Shevchenko can actually give her a run for her money now. But she's so well, small for that division, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, she, she's not. Well, uh, Shevchenko is the champion in her division. That's what I'm saying. She has yeah. to move up one or two. Well, she's you, you, you do know that they fought twice already, right? I know, I know, and she oh, won. Okay. I she 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 lost to me. To me, Shevchenko won. If you really watch it. Shevchenko won the second one. The first it one she close. lost. Because, I mean, it was definitely a close decision, but um, it's it's tough to it's tough because like, look, when you have, when, when it goes to the card, when it goes to the judges' yeah. scorecards, it's tough to go. You know who won because you can if you look at a fighter and you favor that fighter, you're gonna look at things that they're doing well, and you're gonna discount the things that the other fighters doing well, and you might miss some things. So. I'm a, cause I'm a, I saw the fights too. And it's times when like, I'll watch a fight the first time, like when I'm drunk and like in a moment and I'll think, oh man, that guy got robbed. But then I'll rewatch that fight a couple of times when I'm sober. I'm like, uh, you know what? Not so much. Cause I'll watch it from a different perspective. I'll yep. watch it from just a perspective. I'll watch it from just a analytics perspective and watch how well each guy did in every category of a fight, whether it be striking, octagon control, Aggression, forward pressure, um, time on their back, all that. Where they landed their strikes, how many times were they able to defend certain strikes? Because you, because what what happens in the first round, you know, usually is the unless some big changes are made, it's that's kind of how the fight's gonna go. Um, we don't um we can move on from the women's division and get it straight to the main event. Um, this one's a barn burner because we got somebody in to be the champ champ. All right, we got Israel Adesanya, the current middleweight champion, moving up to 205 pounds to fight Jan Blachowicz, aka Polish Power, who is the current 205 pound champion. Now, this is an interesting one because normally when you get matchups between a person moving up in weight, that person moving up in weight usually elects to put on a bunch of muscle, put on a bunch of size. 
to compete in that division, to compete with that current champion. Izzy's not doing that. Izzy's not Izzy is Israel Adesanya, the last style bender. He also goes by Izzy. He's not doing that in this fight. Um, he's gonna come in at 193, which is his basic walk-in weight for 185 pounds. That's very interesting to me, given given his skill set, given the way he fights. Um, I'm gonna give my take at the end of this, but first I'm gonna go to my um, co-host Moses. What do you think, man? How do you see this one going? How do you see it playing out? Two things. Either one, this fight's going to be really exciting. Mm -hmm. Or the other, it's going to be a really boring fight. Just mm. like the UL and mm. Style Bender fight. It could go to the yeah, same but... way because they both don't want to engage with each other because what could happen. Okay. Same Okay. Thing. But I'm going with Izzy the whole way. How do you see it? How do you see Izzy taking the victory? What do you how do you by what method? If he if if any. Ooh, a good I see him hitting him with a a counter from some odd left field angle. Coming from space or something. Ooh. From the International Space Station? Left hook. Something crazy. Yeah, okay. he's gonna uh come down with something. Um I'm gonna jump right to Mark because I want to keep. I, I'm gonna keep this going. Mark, how do you see this going, man? Two or five. Honestly, I feel like you're gonna see a lot of pressuring from Jan, and you're gonna see a lot of counter striking from Israel. Israel's gonna be on his back foot most of the time and countering because Jan's not gonna be afraid to shoot. He's just gonna get in his face. He's not afraid of shit, and he's just gonna start striking and pressuring. That's all that's gonna happen. I hope that happens. So, that's exactly that's, that's exactly that's exactly the, one second, one second. That's exactly the, the um Blahovich's strength. He's usually he's a four pressure fighter and he's gonna come forward. The one thing about him is he comes forward with combinations too. He doesn't just throw one or two strikes. He 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 puts like tech and shit together, bro. Ten, five strings, ten strings. Manimal, what's up, man? Let me let me throw an old school fight at you. Uh Sandman Irvin versus Anderson Silva. Oh right? shit! You dug <laughs> into the archives. That's Sandman. Uh -huh. Anderson, Anderson Silva. Remember what they were saying about Sandman, right? And it was Anderson Silva. He wasn't putting on weight. He walked straight into. He walked in at a at his walking weight, which was like what around one ninety something. Right? Yeah, like he came in at like uh two hundred two or something like that. Two hundred three. There was a, yeah. uh, historically fighters that that have fought under their weight in in heavier weight classes have, that that know how to strike have done well. Brandon Vera, Randy Couture, uh, uh, Randy Couture. Yeah, he, he mm. came into heavyweight uh, underweight and oh yeah, oh yeah, weight. oh oh my, yeah. I mean, but then he's a tactician, especially you in wrestling. Right, I mean, like, he's technical, like he has fight IQ. He's not just coming in there to brawl. Oh yeah, that I mean, I mean, just to add to my point, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, you I, you got a good, that was a great fucking take. I like it. Uh, mm -hmm. RJ, what's up, man? Yeah, I, man, this is gonna be a hard one, man, because. Like I'm kind of looking at the stats right now, and it's, it's just it's just it's hard to pick against Izzy, but Jan is saying right here it says he walks around two thirty five, and he said that he goes back up to two twenty five, and he said he feels great 
at 225 when he walks in there. Izzy's coming in there at 195. I mean, yeah. the power is going to be there. The power is going to be there. I mean, when you see them face to face, do you see how big Jan's head is compared to Izzy's? It's like the difference of the size is so insanely crazy. I know size don't matter when it, when it comes to fighting, but when both technician is really good at throwing hands, one has really good power and one has great, great technique with knockout power, but we've never really seen him fight anybody really that big, except Costa. I mean, look what he did to him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Paolo, drunk, he, he destroyed Paulo Costa. Costa I mean, the, he was drunk, he said. He was drunk. Yeah, Costa also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a whole bottle of wine pre-fight. That's, <laughs> that's a smart move. Um, yeah, Co Costa, um, in, in similar fashion to Jan, is uh, he walks around somewhere around 220 also. Because he cuts a lot to get to 185. So Costa's so a 235 really big. Is, 235 is big walking around. No, no, no. Around 205. That's true. Like he's, he's these are that's that's kind of the thing with two hundred five. These are basically just small heavyweights, bro. Oh, heavyweights, yeah, like yep. yeah. These are just basically. I mean, just look small. at look at look at Rumble right now. Rumble's walking around what two forty five, two sixty. Like his heavy when... on steroids. Yeah, oh, he was. Brawling. Yeah, he's well, and, and that's that's a fact. Rumble's a, a monster. Here's I'm gonna give you my take. Um. I watched both guys for their the entirety of their careers. Um, Jan Blahovich early in his career was on on the brink of getting cut by the UFC because he had yep. a string of losses in a row. Um, it wasn't until he made the move up um, to two hundred five yep. that he kind of had like a, a little little bit of a resurgence. Sorry, he was in two hundred five his whole career, but he's um, he's had some compete at middleweight before. Um, Jan has the ability to sub people. He has a lot of submission victories. I think he has exactly eight submission victories. And he has eight knockouts to go with 10 decisions, decision wins. Um, this legendary Polish power thing is a marketing tool, bro. He's definitely very powerful. But the guys he knocked out, let's let's go through it. He knocked out Luke Rockholt. Luke Rockholt's chin has never been the same since he got kissed on the mouth by Izzy. By, not by um, no, this Romero. Um, this being, this being, Joel Romero broke it. Joel Romero broke it, and then after yeah, that, being, that punched being, him, he was he was done. Yeah, but Bisping Bisping knocked him out first. Joel broke it. Did you yeah, see? Bisping knocked him out first, though. <laughs> no, you guys are all wrong. It was Vitor. Oh, oh v yeah, no, Vitor. Vitor. No, he had a resurgence after Vitor, though. He was still yeah, he, he got yeah. better after Vitor, but he after Joel, he he died. He was never the same ever. Like, um, Mommy, I'm I don't sure. know what happened to him, my friend. I don't know what <laughs> happened like, to him, my friend. <laughs> I know you. I know <laughs> you. He don't get up. <laughs> Bro. Like, hey, but, 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 but the reason about the, his but loss, that, that being said, about his um, losses, so talking about because Blahovich also. Blahovich also um, knocked out. So his his two knockout, his most current victory, how he won the Dominic belt, Reyes. Out Reyes, and he put on a striking clinic versus um, Reyes actually in that in that fight in Abu Dhabi. That was beautiful. Um, I I see. I try to when I look at fights and I try to analyze them. I try not, I try not to look at how this guy fought against that guy and then how that guy fought against that mm -hmm. guy and then make a prediction of what they're going to do against each other. I look at what they're good at 
how they adjust and what they look to implement when they get in trouble. So, so Jan in his, in his fights where he's been tested, I mean, he's been, he has been knocked out before he got knocked out by um, Tiago Santos, who's also on this card. Um, and he's like I said, like like Moses. Um, I I, I, don't, I can't remember if it was Mosey or if it was Mark, but somebody said uh, they were predicting Jan to uh, blitz in forward pressure, keep Izzy on his back foot. Right? That's yeah. how exactly how he got knocked out against Santos. Is he was coming forward pressure heavy, and Santos bing, clipped him, knocked him out. And that's Izzy exactly is what I think is going to happen. What's up? So that's exactly what I think is going to happen. He's going to yeah. go do all that pressure. Izzy's going to be on his back foot countering, and Izzy's going to catch him. Third round TKO. Yeah, but you can't. Hey, Mark, I, I do, I do agree with you on that. But you got to understand. Let's just put, let's put Jan and Izzy. Let's put, let's let's put them as like, um, let's say, uh, Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. Dan Dan Hooker kind of fights like Izzy. I mean, he got knocked out. But they're not the same level. You're you're making no, so like while they while it's a similar fight strategy, I mean, the, the, the yeah. skill level is different. There's levels to it, right? Like um, just being tall and having reach advantage and being able to strike does not mean you have the same skill level as someone who has over a hundred kickboxing fights. Like yeah, um, yeah, I feel Izzy, Izzy's undefeated for a reason. Dan Hooker already has like eleven losses, bro. Mm-hmm. Before Chandler. Like there's, there's yeah. a reason like why he does what he does. Like he'll stand in the yeah, pocket. but he only yeah, but he only loses to like really good people though. You know what I'm saying? Like Dustin Poirier. He, like, he still loses <laughs> though. Doesn't everybody? Huh? <laughs> no, no. I'm just talking about like the top three. He only loses to like the top three. You get what I'm saying? He well, doesn't gotta... lose to like anybody below the five. Like you, like it seemed like you were kind of saying he only loses to like the top no, I, three. I, I, that's five for the, that fights for the belt. You Barbosa. get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying that um, he's. Yep. I like yes, I like Dan Hooker a lot. Um, but I'm saying the comparison. I'm just saying the comparison. I'm just saying the comparison between the two guys are flawed because what Izzy has done at in the UFC, at least what he's shown in the UFC, is something that we haven't really seen before. He's really, really the most technical kickboxer that we've seen since Anderson Silva. Like when you look at what Silva did to people, it wasn't just the fact that he can outstrike them. It was the mental warfare that they had inside the cage. Like when you look at Izzy, and here's why I have my take. When you look at how Izzy forces guys to fight, he puts them straight in front of him. He throws a lot of feints and those, they react to those feints. And off those reactions, Izzy makes reads. He'll go, oh, whenever I throw my fake jab, you pull your hands down. Okay. I, I can land this shot from there. Oh, whenever I fake my leg kick, you 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 brace your um you brace your body up, and now that's a target for me. He does that in the beginning to get reads off of a guy to see how he responds. Like he did it to Costa. You when you notice the fight against Costa, Costa stood there the whole time, like, oh shit, I don't know what he's gonna do. Oh shit, and then pap, he would get hit with a leg kick. And then every single time Izzy what he calls trapping him or freezing him. He just frames him off and gets him ready. When when I watch Blahovich, bro, like he, he does have a lot of power and he's very aggressive. But one thing he, one thing he does have going against him is he's easy to hit. That big head that you yeah. just mentioned that he has gets hit a lot. And this dude, Israel Adesanya is the most accurate striker we've seen. One of the most accurate strikers we've seen in the UFC. If you look at his strike accuracy um, 
percentage, he's up there with guys like Max Holloway. There's not a lot of guys who get it, get significant strikes standing and have that many landed. Most of the time when you get a guy who has a, a, a busload of significant strikes landed, it's because they're doing ground and pound. This dude's doing it on his feet, standing right in front of cats. Like, it's, MMA math doesn't really work. You can't go, okay, well, this guy beat this guy, so this is how I think it's going to go. However, um, styles make fights, and Jan Blahovich is a pressure fighter. He's the kind of guy who loves to come forward, loves to um, ex- impose his will. And Izzy's a sniper. He's the kind of guy that, like, but he the lets thing- you come forward, waits for an opening, and then capitalizes. But, Brian, you got to understand, too, man, Izzy, if he gets hit a certain way, he does kind of get hurt too, though. You know what I'm saying? So, and we've never seen a really power. I mean, we've never really seen a power puncher like Bahovich really fight him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, that's, what, that's what that's what this is, though. Like, because like, if you think yeah. about it, like that's the whole premise. That's the whole point of a fight. Like anybody, if they get hit a certain kind of way, is going to be dazed, bro. That's a, that's what a fight is. But the, I mean, the, Gasolum, the is, Gasolum. Adesanya, what separates Adesanya <laughs> from other contenders and other champions is his ability to avoid those shots. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Anderson mm-hmm. Silva broke uh broke dude's jaw off his back foot, you know, and he was undersized. He was smaller than Forrest Griffin. You know, like yeah. keeps, I, I'm letting you know, right? These smaller guys, they move faster than and, and like Itasanya, he's a tactician. He'll be able to pick his moves. Like just like uh what Brian was saying. He was breaking it down how he'll play he'll play these little faint games, right? Mm-hmm. What, what we like to call footsies. You know what I mean? And he'll start picking his, his picking his shots, all right? Calculated decisions. Yeah, that, that, that matters a lot. Like, I mean, obviously, if you guys if you're hitting a punching bag, someone who's gonna just stand right there in front of you and bang it out like a barroom brawl, then that's where power comes into play. But if mm-hmm. you can't you can't hurt what you can't hit, bro. If you're swinging that air, if you're swinging and he ain't there. That's going to tire you out. And if he keeps seeing you miss and leave shots open, this dude's world class. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that Blowbridge cannot win. Obviously, he's the champion. I, like, he, he's the champion for a reason. He can definitely win. But this is the reason that I'm thinking that he won't going in. Because we can only I, I, make a decision based I'm kinda, on the reason yeah, why I'm kind of with, um, with Mark a little bit. I am, I am a fan. I am a fan of Izzy. I mean, more, like, you know, but... I am kind of salty about what Izzy did, you know. Wait until John Jones left, and it kind of it kind of get, put a salt in my like. It kind of I was just like, you know, I'm a big fan of John. You know, what I'm saying me Moses been a big fan of him since he was even when he first fought when he first got here. You know, and that's a good I've one. A Hold on, wait, wait. So let's save that for a different podcast. Okay. The whole, yeah. that whole thing is the whole that shouldn't thing. affect your uh, decision on who's winning, though. Don't Correct. let that. Affect. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it didn't affect but, my but, decision. But but but, okay. but just no. think about it though, right? You talk about Anderson Silva, like um like um like Manimal said, Anderson Silva is a technician, right? He moves, he faints, and he is he kind of is he does almost the same thing. He's like a 2.0 of Anderson Silva, you know what I'm saying? So, but look what happened with Anderson Silva and Chris Weidman. It didn't work. That well, no, that's, didn't that's work. The, that's, that's a different thing, though, because one, um, Silva versus Wyman, you're talking about Silva past his prime and also playing around. He was only 32 Izzy's years old. Is he's not a carbon copy of Anderson Silva. He doesn't go in yeah, there. Yeah, but Anderson Silva was that. 32 years old when he got knocked out, so it wasn't. He, he was for he sure. Was, that's his prime. prime. He was, 
at that point, the, the point he fought, the point that he fought um Chris Wyman, he was definitely not the silver that got there. He was on the downturn that, after like Patrick, he was on the downturn I, after Patrick Cote. So like Yeah, you know. if, even if you look at the, the, the two fights he had versus Chell Sonnen, he was definitely on the decline then too. Like he was no nah, because you remember you but you gotta remember the full story of Anderson Silva when he fought um when he fought uh what's the name? What's the name he just said? Chell Sonnen. Uh, Chell Sonnen. Chell Sonnen. He said right. that I'm not gonna knock Chell Sonnen out in the first round. He said I'm gonna submit him because he disrespected Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it took him five rounds to submit him. And then look what happened to him in the second fight. He stopped him in the first round. Well, the second round. That's just well, playing with that's that's true. Um, the, point, the point I was trying to make with that wasn't like the style or what he promised to do. What I'm saying is his skills were on a decline at that point. I'm a huge Anderson Silva fan. He wasn't the same mm-hmm. Anderson Silva that was doing the stuff he did against Rich Franklin. Oh, my goodness. He wasn't the same guy. Uh, Izzy is in the prime of his career right now. He's I don't know about a on a decline. Like he's right, on. I don't know. Well, I don't know Talk about that. He was moving up after he fought Rich Franklin. He moved back and forth. I think his prime when he was going with uh, Rich Franklin. I mean, not Rich Franklin, but uh, Forrest Griffin. That Forrest was his prime right there. That's that true. Prime. But listen, exactly. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about okay. um, Anson yeah. Silva because it's oh, not yeah, the yeah, premise. Yeah, right. It's not premise of this whole thing. We we want to get a breakdown of UFC 259, and we also got a, a couple more picks to go with. Yep. So, um, Mosey, uh, who's your uh, this 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 fight card is loaded. We only talked about the title loaded. Um, Mosey, two more fights, two more who fights, you got, man? two more fights. Which which, right. which which your fight to look for in this in this card? I'm uh, excited Islam. to see the 205 fight, the Santos and how do you say it? Rack, Rackage? Alexander Rackage. Yeah, Rackage. Rackage. I'm excited for that fight. This Islam fight, from what everybody is saying, he's supposed to be the next coming of Khabib or something. So Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober? It should just what, – what's he say? He's going to smash him? Yeah. That's well, the thing say, about right? – um... should be a smash <laughs> The thing about Islam, though, he he has a lot better stand up than Khabib. That's another thing they yeah. said. He got yeah, he does. like he's he's not. I mean, while well, he does have he well, does this is have, all from what I hear from DC, he got hands. Well, he does. I, I I watched him. He has he does have that Khabib style of like wrestling, like where he's on he's on you from the the whole way. He also said he uh, takes it to Khabib on their training. Yeah, yep. he's good. He's he's definitely good. This is gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm pretty he's sure he's a big favorite. But the only thing, the only thing that I'm scared about is Islam uh, Dober, he has some power, and Islam's been knocked out before, so you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, and his uh, Dober's last fight, he was he looked good. You know what I'm saying? Like this is kind of scary fight for Islam, but this is gonna show where Islam is. If, well, if he well, wins Islam's this fight. And one in the UFC, yeah. And, um, Drew Dober's twenty three and nine, so uh, I don't know how good you know. He's looked in his last few fights, but this is expected to be a one-sided like beatdown. Um, the, the the um, I mean, the, bro, he the, do you the betting Ale- line for this Ale- is- Alexander Hernandez. He beat the bricks off Alexander Hernandez. Dober did, like beat the bricks. I, I think he stopped him like in the second round, maybe or might have been the third round, but he did. Wait, stop you mean him the same Hernandez that was talking shit to Cowboy? Yeah, but Cowboy yeah. was on prime that time when he beat him. Has, has, has Hernandez won a fight since then? Yeah, I don't know. You gotta look it up. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> but he's won. good though. 
Yeah. I he's guess. good though. Alexander Hernandez is all right. He's not, he's like, he's like KJ Noon. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if he's gonna come in. You just don't know if which one you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? Well, like a box of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> this uh <laughs> the matchup between Tiago Santos and Alexander Rakic, the, the the 205, that that could that's a potential title eliminator because Tiago Santos. I think so. And Alexander Rakic is number four. So these are these are two fights where um look, both of these guys, they put they put you to sleep. They I mean, not in a boring way. Like you wake up from like and ask the referee questions because these both of these guys have 70 plus percent KO percentage. In fact, Tiago Santos is the last person to knock out the current 205 champ. Wait a minute, yep. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This can't be for a, a title eliminator because there's this old guy out there that recently beat Santos. You mean Glover Teixeira? Yes, there's an old guy. Yes, out there. he's on a winning streak right now. <laughs> Bro, he beat. Yeah, hey, he got oh, robbed. Took him Bro, down. I, well, I thought uh, you were. What's up? I didn't know you were bringing the old school. I thought I was the old school guy. You were talking about the old school <laughs> Coconut Creek. Still your shot, Brian. Bro, he's still, still winning. winning. He's, still <laughs> he's, he's on a resurgence right now. Like he just he's killing it. Santos. He's like, beating be all the young cats right now, man. Shout out to he, my boy. I think he's number one. I'm going to check. Hold on. Bro, he's, he's a five win, like five wins streak. God damn. Yo, is, yeah, is he still with Coconut Creek? Yeah, he's yeah, still a America top team. He's the number yeah, one contender yeah. right now. Ooh, buddy. Well, the, here's the thing. Um, Alexander Alexander Rakic couldn't really fight with, during COVID because he's from you know he's yeah overseas he's from Austria. So um, they wouldn't they couldn't get the visa. But Forty-one holding it down. If if I I took Rakic in this match in this matchup, <laughs> if he beats Santos, that's gonna catapult. He's gonna- I'm a big Santos fan, but I think uh, Rakic is going to win this fight, man. Yes, it should be. It should be a good one. Um, the stats are Santos didn't look that good, man, in the last fight against um, against your boy Glover. Glover, Glover has been Glover. beating everybody too. Bro, be- he beat the bricks up. This is this is this is here's here's an interesting thing though. This is what, this is what crazy thing to think about. All these guys were mentioned because we we kind of talked about John Jones leaving 205. And he's beaten everybody we mentioned at 205 except for Blahovich. It's the only guy he didn't beat. And then now Izzy's currently fighting for the title for that division. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Izzy has to win, man. Izzy, Izzy has to win. Yes. He has to win this because if he doesn't win, we will never see John Jones fight with Izzy. It, got, it will never happen. Do you, do, you think, do you really want? Is that something that you think uh, is it going to be? I just want to see it. Fight? like that's you think I that think Izzy be, I think. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's a good fight. Why? Why not? For everything you for everything you mentioned, like okay, you just said that uh, Blahovich has size. You know who has size yeah. and speeds? John Jones. Yeah, John Jones. John Jones. John Jones not only is bigger than him, he has significantly more reach than him. And he's much better grappler than Blahovich. Way better, yeah. Yeah. But you just know oh, yeah. but 
What's what's Izzy's takedown defense? What's 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 the percentage of his takedown? He ain't no fight nobody. He's like never him. been taken. I know. He never, he never competed against a guy like his the best wrestler he went against. Actually, the only the only guy to really actually control him on the ground was um, Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori. You know what? Controlled, he he controlled him on the ground in their first fight, and he got taken down by Rob Wilkinson. Uh, Israel. The thing, is, hey, the thing the thing that makes me like you know like I've been telling you guys in the beginning. Me and Mosey have been big fans of Jones for a very, very long time. And it's hard, it's hard to say like him being the GOAT. I, he is the GOAT to me, he is. But when you have the steroids on the side, it's just it's it's so hard, man. It's so it's so hard to call you the GOAT. You don't know if he was using that when he was winning all the fights when everybody was on steroids, Alex you know what Rodriguez. I'm saying? Yeah, here's, <laughs> here's my take on that. Like, look, a lot of guys are getting caught with PEDs. There's been guys mm -hmm. in, throughout history in the UFC and in every sport that has used um, performance enhancing drugs. Um, in in current and current and past champions, TJ Dillashaw got caught with EPO. Brock mm -hmm. Lesnar was used to the oh, fucking gills and he was the champion. Yeah, I don't think steroids make you. Overeem. If steroids. If steroids yeah. made you great, if if, that, if that's what all it took was take a shot, take a needle, and then you're the champion forever, then you would have Sean Shirk as the best lightweight champion ever. He's not. Yeah. So you you can't take. You, he you is the best. Sean Shirk. The most brawling. He ain't shit. He got knee in the face by BJ Penn, who ate fucking spam and pineapples and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good meal. That is true. I don't see a problem. Yeah, that. A he meal, you forgot the rice, though. Like, fuck hey, don't rice, forget though. about the rice. Yeah, spam, rice, and pineapples. For real, bro. He wasn't like, he's like, you muscles. I don't you get at McDonald's. <laughs> yes. But here, here's, here's, why, here's why I think, uh, first of all, Jones is the best of all time. The greatest of all time. He, he, um, he has the best resume. He does well, have the best look, resume. That, well, he's fought the who's who of yep. anybody. In, in that division at the time and as a young man, as in, in, when he was younger in his career. The other thing about um another well, another thing about Jones that gives him the edge, in my opinion, in this whole like GOAT debate thing, is you look at how long he was on top. When you're the champion, everybody's gunning for you. It's a little mm -hmm. bit, it's a little bit easier when you're a contender to you take fights, you get fights, but when you're the champ, when you're the guy. And all eyes on you. You gotta do all the big interviews. You gotta have all, when you go out in public. Oh, that's the guy. It's a little bit hard to stay on top. All this dude knows is title fights from the time he yep. was like twenty six or whatever the fuck when he took the title. He only knows title fights. That's a yeah. But he lost to Matt Hamill though. Come on, man. When you look at when you look at a guy like that. Um, who only, yeah. only, only has title fight experience, only knows title fights. After a while, bro, in, in fighting, you got to have a certain amount of fear and respect for your opponent to perform well. If you're not fucking, if you're not, if you're not scared, if you're like, I don't give a fuck, I can, I can beat this guy's ass, blah, 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 you're not going to perform that well. The guys that do- He's the greatest, bro. A little bit, you, have, you have to have a little bit of fear. And that's why I think he's moving up the heavyweight because that's where there is a challenge. When you, Reyes ain't getting him out of bed. He ain't losing sleep over no fucking Blahovich. Yeah. But yeah. guess who but Bro, but guess who might keep him up at night, Francis. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you know so hey, you know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy? If you look at the stats 
of all the people he beat on steroids that got caught on steroids, Belfort, he was he had a he had a green green list or a green slip to take steroids. He beat him on TRT. Lyoto Machida, he he got caught with TRT. I mean, I mean, who else? Chel Sonnen got caught with TRT. I mean, the only person that really gave him competition was Daniel Cormier, and really, like, he beat everybody else. Everybody else is like, he has a great resume. Like, what other fighter? What other fighter is gonna have a great resume like this? There's no other fighter. No one. No one has been. No no other fighter. Except Anderson Silva. List. No, no. There's only one other fighter in the goat list. That has a, a similar type resume, but he has L's, and that's GSP. That's GSP right. was champion for most of his career. Are you speaking in the UFC body. or MMA period? Because we can also we can also bring Fedor into the picture if we're talking greatest. Well, uh, and he's, and he's, 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 he's let's stay on topic though. Hold on, we got Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, time constraint. We taking a. Hard right turn somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you get five of us in this room, you know you're going to get a little bit of trash talk. Yes. So, in that case, UFC 259. Oh, on a, a side note, there's a guy that works at a public store in Tampa fighting on the undercard. Let's get him in. Let's get him on. Let's get From him the uh, Contender Series. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. What's his name, man? He's fighting on the early prelims. Uh... His name's like I don't know, it's Alan or Alon Cruz. Okay, let me check, let me look it up. A slight underdog, lightweight bout. Okay, and he's he's um he's from I was is he what is he what what camp is he fighting out of? You uh, know? I'm not sure. I was just told recently about this young man fighting and working at Publix. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's that's news to me. Good for him. Hey, that's. How is how is the undercard though? Is it any good? It's loaded. Joseph Benavidez is on the undercard, bro. Okay. Dominic Cruz is on the undercard. Dominic Cruz. Oh, yeah. Dominic Cruz. This card's loaded. Dominic Cruz fighting. Who's Dominic Cruz fighting? He's fighting a contender, a contender, a young uh, contender. Casey Jones from. Uh, oh, Ninja Casey Turtle? Jones. That's uh, that's what's his name's friend? Your boy with the. Your boy with the uh, <laughs> the hockey with the, with the color hair. Yeah, from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's fighting a guy named Casey Kenny. Yeah, yeah, Casey, Casey Kenny. Kenny the guy, yeah. Bro, did you hear what Casey Kenny said about Megan Anderson? Bro, that was so funny, man. Oh, is these the guys? Is these yeah. the guys? Yeah. yeah. These are I the guys. Gonna bring it up. Oh, I wasn't man. gonna bring it up because I was like, okay. hey. yeah. Listen, it was, it was it was silly. It was silly. It was silly. We should he didn't disrespect it up. that girl. He didn't disrespect her, B. You know that. I already, I already. You want my take? Go to Twitter. I already, I already said how I felt about it. Mo, she, he said he, she, he, she, she, she kind of Yeah, he said if he was drunk, if he was drunk, he would hit, he would hit it. But if no, no, if the he question was, drunk, was the question was the guy, the the the, the, the host asked, Sean would O'Malley, you, would Sean you hit, would you smash Megan? And you don't said, stay on the radio. Like, no, no, I wouldn't smash. He was like, what if it was like four a.m., five a.m. bar crawl, last call? He was like, said, maybe. Maybe if, if I was, I was like, drunk. That's something you don't say so people can hear it. That's something you say. Yeah, you don't say that. In the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. With your boys. So, you know, well, I think they work together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's a little disrespectful. But at the same time, I think it was just an immature question asked by the host. And an immature answer. Like, just 
That come on. Dog. I mean, come on. It's Sean, we, it's Sean we, Sean Lavelle, okay? we having that kind of conversation. We can say whatever the fuck we want. But when you put something in public, like you gotta be mindful, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, be careful. Professional. Yep. If you're doing right, an right. interview, come on, man. Like, be professional. Right. Yep. I mean, it's one. It's one thing to have fun and shoot the shit, but you don't want to like throw some throw shade at somebody, especially like you know. What I mean, when they're in your, I mean, they're in your industry, bro. Just come on, man. Have some integrity. Hey, Mosey, imagine if Izzy wins and he does air flare to windmill. <laughs> it's kind of soft. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, his wind, bro. When he did windmills, bro, I it hurt my head watching him do windmills. He hit. He, he was using his head so hard when he was doing them. Hey, he did them though. He, that's but, the most damage he took in that fight. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think I think he uh, might have taken a few shots to the hands when he was popping um out of, um fucking Costa in the head. I oh, he was headbutting his hands. Yeah, from all those headbutts. Yeah. That should be illegal. Fucking illegal. Hey, did y'all hear did y'all hear the interview when they were interviewing him? Uh Style Bender, they they actually said, uh, did you hear about the earthquake in New Zealand? He goes, I heard it about it this morning because I couldn't sleep last night. You get it? <laughs> bro, he winked at the camera and he said that. I was like, oh bro, I was the that only was one that got conference it, today, right? Yeah, bro, it was so yeah, yeah. funny, man. I heard oh, it, but I wasn't watching it. I, I know what you're talking about. Then they asked, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, guys, uh, I'm gonna, you know what, we should, what well, we'll do, I will give a little, a quick brief rundown of the entire card. So, we do have, um, because we got some big names on this card, and for some people who, um, don't know the names and they're interested in getting to know them, I'll give you a, a little bit of a little taste right now. Uh, obviously, the main event's gonna be Adesanya, Israel Adesanya facing Jan Blahovich. We got Amanda Nunes, uh, Megan Anderson for the co-main event. Then Peter Yan versus um, Aljamain Sterling. That's another championship fight. Islam Makhachev versus Drew Dober. Thiago Santos, Alexander Rakic in a 205 bout. We got Dominic Cruz, Casey Kennedy. Song Yadong versus Tyler Phillips. Got another Chinese prospect in there. Um, if you don't know who Song Yidong is, uh, you might want to look him up. Dude's pretty legit. He's a big presence on TikTok. Um, Joseph Benavidez, Askar Askarov. That's interesting. Okay. Um, got Kai Kara France, Rogerio Bonturin. I don't know that guy, but okay. Tim Elliott, uh, Jordan Inspinoza. Oh, that's a, that's a mouthful. Uh, Kennedy Injukuwu. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Carlos Uber. Good try. That's a mouthful, bro. That, that was so many U's and K's and H's and shit. Uh, Sean Brady. John Jake Brady. Matthews. Jake Matthews. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh. Le- Levina Souza and Amanda Lemos. Alan Cruz. There's your guy, man. I got a, I got a, I got a picture of him. Yeah, yeah, I see him. Eurosemitic. I'm going to circle that. I'm going to look at that fight and check it out. Because I'm going to, um, if Alan Cruz is, you know what I mean, I hope, hopefully he gets the job done and we can talk to him. I've seen him uh, on the Contender Series. He he did like a flying knee on some dude. Oh, shit. Like the third round. Okay. Super K. Yeah, man, man got, he, he lost he got his debut. Knee, huh? He lost his debut. Yeah, TKO. Oh, 
Okay. Hey, who you guys got on that Dominic Cruz and Casey? Ooh, uh, Dom, Dom's um, Dom's an underdog, slight yeah. underdog in that one. I want to it's see crazy, the case. underdog, bro. Yeah, I think Casey Kenny's gonna win by Dominic Cruz stubbing his toe. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Dom has the worst luck with injuries, man. For real, bro. One of the goats, man, and just so bad in injuries. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he stayed hurt most of his career, man. Right. For real. Man, I'm looking okay, at this. For real, Dominic Cruz should take that. To, and to finish this card off, um, the actually the very first fight you, you would see if you tune into UFC 259 on the early prelims would be Mario Batista versus Trevin Jones in a bantam, in a bantamweight bout. Uh, interesting. I, I'm, I, I don't know um, why, but Trevin Jones is a pretty decent dog. He's a uh, plus one eighty. I I like that. I like that pick. I would I would take that. I would I would take that and and have fun with it. That you can make a little money there. It's the Fisco um, hair, man. You guys are um, ready to wrap this up or what's up? Yeah, what we can wrap it up now. Yeah. Some closing thoughts. Anything? Closing thoughts. I got a style bender for sure. Sticking with my guns. Sticking with your guns. <laughs> I might change my mind come Saturday night. With uh, yeah. we'll get some whiskey in you. <laughs> I'm gonna get like, much, much whiskey in you. We gonna, we gonna make you uh, ride this um, this. Lock it in with uh, Aljamain though. Okay, Aljamain, um, Islam, right. and uh, this rack, rackage, rackage guy, Alexander. Yeah, Mark, what's up? What's up, man? I'll lock in all three of my picks. I think, I think that's a lock. All the way through. Um, I'll take Rackage in that fight too against Islam. I just think Rackage will just no, be no, too. Uh, Rackage is fighting Santos. Oh, right. Sorry. I'm thinking about that. You mismatch. Bro, that's yes. so big. <laughs> that I'm taking Rackage against Islam too. For my money, I'm, put, I'm putting everything on it. I'm, I'm taking the wrong one. Put it on Rackage. Hey, but Rackage versus I, Santos? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that one to be honest. It's so scary thinking? with Peter Peter Yan, bro. It's it's so he's just so good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay. I mean, look if you if you want to pick Peter Yan, pick him. It's it's okay to to be wrong. No, and no, it's I'm okay so to and if, if you if you make the hot take and you're right, I'm it's big, good. I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big. The reason why I like Sterling, I'm going for Sterling because I love that camp. You know, I, I always root for camp. Matt Snares camp. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they got, I mean, just the Jersey and New York camp. I mean, they all chill together, you know, like Weidman and um, uh, what's his name, Mo, the, the Russian dude, the one that's in the 145, um, uh, the one we haven't seen in a while. Oh, you're talking about uh, Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Abe Lincoln. Sabit. Um, Sabit. Like, all, they're all up there, man. You know, it's, it's they're like Mark Henry and all them is up there, too. So it's like. I got to go with Sterling, man. I just want to see a belt go up there. And, you know, Frankie Edgar and all them is up there. So I'm going to go with Sterling on this one. And I'm still going to go with um, Megan Anderson because, you know, she's tatted up. And I'm going to go with Izzy. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sticking I, to my guns, too. I'm not going to make any changes. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to chill on the drinking. Last time I had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> so we can wrap this up again. This is um, Ashy Knuckles podcast, the podcast for MMA fans, by MMA fans. So whether you are a seasoned vet, somewhere in between, or a filthy, stinky casual, come to us and uh, check us out. Podcast for you. Zip it up and yeah, zip it up. I appreciate you guys. Peace. All right. Take care, bro. Peace. La, la, la.